Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to the voice of Daw. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is Snaggin' by Gar Sahoni Atkins, a writer and game designer of Exceptionals by Bramble Wolf Games, a game inspired by X-Men about and for the spaces that marginalized folks build for ourselves, and the lenses through which we experience the mutant metaphor. You can learn about new game releases and occasional stories on his storefront or for affinity. Please enjoy Snaggin by Gar Sahoni Acts. When you dance at a powwow, your drum is a heartbeat. You have to feel each movement with all your heart, but keep your mind about you to remember your steps and your place in the song. Each movement and stomp is playing with the beats as you sync to the rhythm. Weaving between notes as the leader sings and the kinetic explosion of internal color as you hit on note. To be a good dancer, you have to find how to honor the ancestors that kept this dance in all they faced and show a determined, shining face of you moving forward. You have to contain all of it inside you, all at once, until it was too much to hold and spills forth like a flood. Why I spun faster. A war club clutched firmly in one hand as he kept hunched, Shell and bear claw earrings threatening to swing loose, silver gorget around his neck pulling his neck in the other direction. If any of them came free, that cost him points with the judges. He clicked his tongue in irritation in between breaths. He should have used the upholstery thread like his cousin suggested, but it was five bucks more than he had been willing to pay at Walmart between rent and food. All it had to do was last thirty more seconds, he could pick some up with his next paycheck. He put so much of himself into this, and 30 seconds were all that stood between him and his goal. His heart pounded in tall lupine ears and blended with the drum, making it difficult to keep step. The sweat felt weird over the ash and grease spread over his forehead. His eyes lost focus as the families in the bleachers blurred the colors. The only thing keeping him tethered to his body was the crunch of dry grass under his feet and his focus on his breath, wet wolf nostrils flaring and shaggy tail sweeping behind him in a blur, copper bells jingling as he cried out, only to have the crowd return it in turn. By the time he felt himself return to his body, it felt like the world was in slow motion. He looked down at the ribbon pinned to his regalia, card still clutched tightly in his hand. He liked the blue. The ribbon was third place, but it felt nice. He looked out over the crowd for something familiar, giving the small smile and nod as he saw some goat kid tourist staring back, awestruck and wide-eyed, before his mother tugged him away to disappear in the crowd. He was getting to be a bit much. He still wasn't used to being social after everything. Hi, here's my favorite little warrior. A familiar but booming voice called out behind him. Yona, his boyfriend, stood tall like a fire tower, black bear easy to spot among the crowd, tall in the way only bears could be, made easier by the big paper plates he held high over his head and out of the bustling crowd passing him by. Lifting up the bottom of his black and yellow patterned ribbon shirt, white and honeybee yellow ribbons slapping in the breeze. 
Wyeth felt himself flush at the peak of that fuzzy, soft, black belly. Yana was enough to put the world in focus, and he felt himself breathe. Yeah, I've just been trying to catch my breath. The shorter wolf looked up with a sly smile, before playfully pulling down the bear by his nose ring, giving him a playful growl before he pressed into a kiss. Why I liked the way his boyfriend's rounded ears flicked when he surprised him, beaded earrings jingling as he leaned into the kiss. And you ain't that much taller than me, doofus. Mmm, I'll remember that next time you need my help reaching for something in the kitchen. The bear said softly before standing up to his full height, while only coming up to his chest. I figured you'd want something to eat after that, so I got us fry bread tacos. And I got a change of clothes back in the car. I'm so proud of you. I only got third, you know, the wolf said in a wry voice. I don't care. I get to be proud as do I, Yona said whispering the last part just for them. Besides, you know that what's-his-face is that elder's grandson, and the other guy is that big insta-mean girl who's always on Facebook where the old folks are. You danced with your heart. Third is pretty good, I guess. Third is excellent. The wolf clicked his tongue and rolled his eyes, before leaning into the bear once more. Come on, I'm hungry, and Grandma would kill me if I got any stains on this. Your grandma scares me, the bear said, leaning back with a lot more weight than Wolf had behind him. She should. My grandma could beat up your grandma. The wolf teased through a grin, and probably you too. She was making this shirt for months. I remember. And I remember you sitting next to her with hands full of beads like you were a grade schooler, the bear said, hip bumping his boyfriend with a bit more force than he meant to. You looked like when my dad used to make me hold the nails for him. Your dad scares me, the wolf sighed, renewing his lean with a little more force than normal as they stumbled through the parking lot. He's always glaring at me. That's because he thinks you're a big loser. But don't take it personally, he thinks everyone younger than him is. And he doesn't know you like I do, the bear said with his own ragged sigh only to have Wyatt rest his tail on his back in silent support. I'm not a loser. I have a third-place ribbon, the wolf boy said, smirking bemusement between the words. Wait until he sees that. He should have a first-place ribbon. But yeah, I think he might like that, the bear said, placing the grease-soaked paper plate on top of his rusted-out Frankenstein of a car. They called it his war pony like from that one old movie. It was just about us falling apart. Sometimes they had to hold the door closed on a sharp turn, but it was theirs. And every time they called it war pony, they got to think about their first date again. Hey, Iona, do you really think I did good? The wolf took a deep breath. He braced for impact. He knew this past year had been rough for them both. He felt so selfish for the things he'd taken leading up to this to make his regalia to practice almost nightly in the driveway. The money and time away from the things they shared for himself and his pride. Hey, come here. The bear grabbed the wolf, held him tight, belly to back. I want you to look in the mirror. Yona stood tall behind him, firmly gripping the wolf by his shoulders and pointing him towards the car mirror. I'm not looking in the car's mirror. Wyatt huffed proudly, 
an instinctual response at being told what to do. You're looking at the mirror, you're walking home, the bear said, standing tall, repositioning his boyfriend as he tried to slide loose. Fine. Wyatt glared, eyes meeting everywhere but the mirror at first as his nostrils flared. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. Just look at yourself for a second, the bear urged gently. I want you to see who I see. The wolf looked, clicking his tongue against his teeth, his arms crossing in front of his chest in habitual defensiveness. But when he looked at himself, really looked, he couldn't help but soften his scowl. It was familiar enough, a timber wolf with gray and white fur, tinged with browns and reds that reminded him of the woods he spent a childhood running through. His yellow eyes, Yona always described as clever. The notch in his right ear, from fighting a suspicious cop off his cousin, saving her life. A cut on his opposite eyebrow from one of his mom's worst boyfriends. But something about it felt different. Underneath, clothed earrings, the red and black grease paint. Under the robe that hung loose off his broad shoulders. Bracelet-fastened sleeves, placing the warrior bands of his traditional tattoos on display. It wasn't attached to the turkey feathers fastened in his hair, or his satchel and knife and war club that were all crafted with colorful care. He looked proud. He looked powerful and determined and happily flushed with life. He couldn't remember the last time he looked in the mirror and saw himself happy. Maybe before high school ended, before being homeless, before having to swallow his pride and returning home to take care of his sick mom, before the will-draining shifts at the drive through under a boss that treated him like a criminal. You're a warrior. You fought through so much, and the fact you can still carry yourself like this shows how strong you are. I don't know if I could ever be that strong, but when you're around, I know you can be. You get knocked down, but every time, you've gotten back up, the bear said gently. You came so far in just a year. I just know if your mom could see you, she'd be so proud. That's what got him, exhaling in a shuddering breath. Next time you're in that dark place, I want you to remember yourself in this mirror. Remember you're a warrior, especially on your new job. No more minimum wage, the wolf says with a bitter laugh. God, I've been trying to survive for just so long I forgot how to live. I'm just ready to have to fight. I'm just waiting for someone to say, I haven't earned one bit of it. I feel like I haven't earned it. I feel like I'm just waiting for somebody to say it and make it all disappear. I'm just waiting for it all to fall apart. You don't have to earn the right to be happy. Least of all with me. The bear pulled his boyfriend a little closer. And even if you did, I've seen how long you practiced for this event. I saw you studying for all your tests. I saw you doing both at once because you made you hold your flashcards. You're going to make a great teacher, you know. I'm only a sub for now. A sub is excellent. We need to get these clothes off and put away, the wolf said, breath still shaky as he tried to laugh it all out. His chest hurt like a jar inside of him, holding all these feelings in place had been shattered. I should have a tub in the back with everything I need. You do look pretty handsome in all this, Yona said in his best sly voice. He was never any good at hiding anything. Why, I could always tell when he wanted something when he brought his hands up to his chest and wiggled his stubby little tail. 
It's just never very good at finding out the what, unless it was obvious. Yeah, like painted van or gas station t-shirt handsome, the wolf said, taking great care to clean his knife off the red clay earth halfway to the hilt. He used to dance as a kid, but as an adult was a very different experience as he tried to remember the protocol to put it all away. He mumbled thank you to each of his tools under his breath, out of habit and carefully placed his jewelry in a Tupperware container, wrapping up the bigger pieces in cloth. You gonna pose all stoic on a cliff for me, Ustiwaya? The bear asked, helping Waya remove the bells on his tail. One firm paw grasping and lifting that tail high as he pressed up against his back. We can get out the baby oil and grease you all up. I'm sure blowing rock is nice and chilly, so your nips get... I'm going to bite you, the wolf warned, one pointed ear flicking as he huffed. His face burning pink under his fur, covering up the embarrassing whimper he made with an attempt at a stoic growl. No, you're not. Yona sang in a sing-song voice, swaying back and forth as he rested his head between his boyfriend's ears, using his weight to push him against the war pony. We can hang out in the back for a bit. Just you and me, the bear said, big paws gripping his smaller boyfriend's hips, claws tracing the brim of his breechcloth. Someone will see us if we do that, the wolf muttered with another breathy growl hips squirming as he felt the bear try to slide a paw underneath his belt. And I really don't want to explain that particular stain to Grandma. No one is going to see us unless they're looking directly into the pony. I have a blanket in the back and everything, the bear said, pleading with honey in his words and aggressively certain prod against his boyfriend's lower back. Come on, please. I want to spend some time with such a brave and powerful warrior. Why, I could practically hear his boyfriend's tail wagging in his voice. Bear wanted him bad. And he couldn't deny some part of him was getting off at being called a warrior. His own shaggy tail making half thumps against the broad, heavy bear's side. Okay, fine. But you gotta let me take off the jacket and bandolier bag at least. The wolf relented growling to cover up another soft gasp. He huffed to himself in a pout when he saw just how smug the bear was, tongue clicking behind his fangs. Yona barely waited for Waya to be in the back seat before he started loosening the cloth belt, just enough to push the underside of the cloth off to the side of his wolf's fluffy southern boy biscuits. The bear licked his lips as he spread them hot and taut, taking a moment to watch it twitch in nervous anticipation as the cold air hit them. Big Black Bear couldn't help but groan as he watched those heavy white furred balls swing loose between the aesthetic thighs. Oh, I've been waiting for this. I'm gonna eat good. W what are you doing back- Blech. The wolf found his question answered before it left his mouth. The bear huffed under his tail slowly dragging his tongue from the base of those hanging orbs and up along the taint, tongue gathering the sweat like dew on a flower. Fangs grazing those cheeks as the tongue tasted a while like a summer berry. When the cloth got in the way, Yuna flipped it over the wolf's back and dug deeper. I'm gonna sock you one good, the wolf barked between panting breaths, knees trembling out as his boyfriend held him in place with the base of his tail. Despite his pouting, he couldn't help but push back 
under that tongue, his toes flexing his marks as he tried to find his composure once more, his dull black claws digging into the cloth seat covering. No, you're not, the bear growled. Wyatt could practically hear the tail wiggle in his voice as he climbed into the back with him, car rocking under their weight. The windows of the rusty res rocket got foggy almost as fast as hands slid over bodies. A fever pitch, of course, hands undressing each other with softer touches and sharp fangs applied with care. It didn't take long to undress the wolf. His brown uncut cock resting against his belly, sweet pink head barely exposed as it drooled against his white fur and underside. His copper earrings still in place alongside the face paint, his bare thighs and white-toed paws rested on either side of the bear, holding him close. Somewhere off in the distance, a broken speaker called out bingo numbers as the bear's hands traced his tattoos over his arms and in her thighs. Wyatt looked up at Yona and sighed in relief, warm skin against his own. Broad as the mountain, the gentlest eyes, Yona was a place he always felt safe, and it took him so much longer than he was proud of to learn what that meant. He'd do anything to protect that place. His claws squeezed over his pecs, fingers tracing over his brown nipples with his thumbs like he knew brought Yona to a boil. I've never been very good at this part. You know what you want. Ask for it. You're a warrior, remember? The bear said between kisses. Nose ring nudging into his cheek as the tongue danced to something a little more private than what he had out on the field. Why I couldn't help but wag, the bear's shorter, thicker tool grinding up against his with renewed urgency, foreskin rolling back and forth from the weight and friction. Look lower than you, big goo. Show me how proud I make you, the wolf says, half mumbling all his words, flushed to a cozy pink. Hiding his face behind his forearms, could only do so much as the burning blush traveled to the tips of his ears. He could feel the grease come off a bit under his arms, fur, and he didn't care. A sharp, whimpering moan cut through the noise as he felt his boyfriend slide down his neck. How low do you want it? I'll tell you when to stop. The wolf growled out, one ear flicking as he looked away from those gentle eyes, too shy to keep his gaze. He gripped the rounded ears like handles pushing his boyfriend lower and letting the long tongue slide down with him, a long huff flaring his nostrils as he arched his back. Hold on, big bad, the bear chuckled, patting Wyatt's thigh to get him to loosen his iron grip. There is a lot of bear and not a lot of car. Let's reposition a bit. Yona slid one of those big bear mitts around his boyfriend's waist, lifting him under one arm with little effort before throwing him against the back seat. Before Noya knew it, he was waist first and tail high in the air, the car squeaking as his mountain of a boyfriend positioned himself on all fours behind him. The wolf had been left with nowhere else to go, bear holding him in place as he played with his tail. He could only stare into the front cabin, trying to puzzle out what exactly the bear was up to from what he caught in the rearview mirror. A mystery of bear shifting hips and wiggling black tail hot breath against his body as he felt the tongue try and decide where to lick and kiss next. He felt the tongue trace over the curves of his paw pads, making him flinch and grip the seats, toes curling as his cock flexed under him. 
The Baird knew just how to tease him back, too. A little higher, the wolf huffed, tail held stiff and scraping the roof. Fur upon his back bristling like a wave, hips squirming as the tongue traveled up his inner thigh. A wet warmth enveloping his low-hanging balls from behind, a loose paw tugging his length to its fullest. He grit his teeth, growling under his breath as he tried to keep from making too much noise. All you have to do is ask, the bear rumbled, dragging his tongue from tip to hole, swirling and savoring the wolf of his own. Please, please what? Please, I want you inside me, the bear fished, sliding his paws up his boyfriend's lower back, gently prodding away in more ways than one. You're being such a brave boy right now, I can spell it out for you if you want. He could feel the bear grind between his cheeks. He felt the way his hood slid back and forth as he drew shapes under his tail. Don't push it, the wolf parked proudly, shooting the bear an annoyed glare over his back, nostrils flaring as its tail started to wag. His cock stiffer than ever as it left a clear hot line of pre from his tip to the back of the car seat. So fierce, the bear chuckled, grinning as he reached down to line himself up. You know if you ever change your mind, the bear growled back, belly resting on the wolf's back. All you have to do is ask, Vistibaya. The bear nuzzled close, thick, dark length, easing into Baya in a slow, steady pace as he took one of those ears between his teeth. It was enough to make the wolf tremble, fingers linking with the bears as he adjusted to the girth, silent curses and panting breath fogging the windows all that much faster. I love you, the wolf mumbled, as if he was scared he might break the moment. He rubbed his thumb against his boyfriend's palm. He held the memory tight, from the last songs of the summer cicadas, to the feeling of the tender crush of the weight on his back. I know. And I love you too, the bear replied, squeezing his paw back. I always will. The wolf wagged, trap tail drumming against side and belly as he pressed back into the last couple inches. Fuck me already, you big do. The wolf growled deep with affection, ears folding back as much as they could, with one firmly in the muscle of a bear. Felt so vulnerable in this position, and it was hard to be vulnerable. Be nice, the bear nudged, rocking his lips a little harder as he made it a little easier for Waya. I like when you want me bad. Yona dug in his heels, pushing his fingers into the wolf's mouth to muffle the noises he made as the bear ground against something deep. Once he found it, Yona didn't let up hitting that spot with an earnest and steady rhythm. There you go. His heavy ursine balls clapped away against the wolf's smaller set, joining the muffled moaning that filled the space. Yona leaned into it as he picked up the pace, hammering down like a practiced carpenter. The heavy set bear pulled the wolf back into every thrust, ramming his full length and passionate abandon. Each bucking plunge of his hips felt like it was threatening to shake the car apart by the seams. The seat back rattled and creaked underneath them before finally collapsing forward with a loud crash, springs creaking as Yona crushed Webb beneath his larger form. 
Wrecking ball? Wyatt laughed out. Don't break the war pony. I need it for work Monday. How about I wreck you instead, smart ass? The bear said, gifting over the wolf's neck and cheek in apology as he held him from behind. He toyed with his boyfriend's wide canine tongue, feeling him clench tighter as they soaked in the sticky cherry car air freshener scented heat. It was a simple shifting movement to shift them both onto their side. That's right, take the whole thing. The bear growled into those lupine ears. Pretty puppy like you is just made to take my cock, Yona said, knowing it had riled the wolf up. He could feel those pointed tips grow warm on either side of his muzzle. I want to feel you squeeze, he growled. Smaller thrusts bouncing the wolf, making the canine's earrings jiggle with each thrust. Wea's cock bouncing and flicking pre like a paint-heavy brush, the bear hooked an arm under the wolf's knee, forcing it higher, pressing into Wea's side. He wasn't going to last much longer like this. You can do better than that, the wolf said, his best big bad wolf growl muffled by the fingers thrusting in his muzzle. Wolf settling for a bratty nip and daredevil glare over his shoulder. That was all the permission the bear needed, grabbing both the wolf's wrists and pinning them above his head. His thrusting grew erratic as his balls drew up, then stopped, sweet bear grinding as he twitched and throbbed deep in his wolf. Every time the bear thought he was done, he had more to give, seed seeping out and making a mess of Waya's tail. You're so lucky we're not home right now. I'd be trying to get... He stopped, eyes catching the shadows of two people outside the car. The smushed faces of two teen-something brats, a possum and a hare, leering at them as they fucked. All baggy clothes, ironic buttons, and safety pins as they cheered for the couple. Hey, fuck off, you pervs! The wolf barked, trying his best and failing to pull himself free. Paw desperately scrambling to throw Yona's slacks at the window. Ineffective as it was, it was enough to send the two scattering, but the moment was ruined. The teens shouted something crude back as they scattered, but the wolf yelled, Least I'm snagging! Go jerk off in your grandma's basement, you assholes! The wolf collapsed back in the car, ears as red as the strawberries they liked to pick together. Oh, I'm gonna kill them both. I'm pretty sure I know that hare's cousin. No, you won't, Bear said, laying on his back and laughing, softening cock resting on his tree trunk thighs. I remember when that was you. All Wyatt could do was lay back and join him, cackling as he rested his head on Yona's chest. This was an absolute disaster, easily on the top ten worst hookups. His own cock twitched, abandoned and untouched over his belly, boiling on its edge. I'm sorry, hon, this was my fault, Yona apologized, kissing the top of the wolf's head. I should have known better. You kidding me? I wouldn't trade a moment of it away, the wolf said, cackle growing into full-throated laughter. I'm with you. Nothing better than that. Besides, you see the look on their faces as they ran away? We're going to be in their dreams later. Do you want me to help you with your bone, Mr. Brave Wolf? The bear asked as he kissed over Wyatt's cheek. Let's get home first. I want to wash my face, the wolf groaned, exhaustion finally setting in. Besides, I could try that thing you wanted. 
in the safety of our place where we don't have to worry about, oh, yeah, you're going to finally do it, the bear asked, tail already wiggling. Yeah, but home first, the wolf said, hiding the flustered embarrassment settling behind the forehead and against his boyfriend's side, still laughing. I'm so hungry, and I think they stole our food. This was Snaggin' by Gar Sahoni Atkins. Read for you by Rob McCall, Werewolf Hitchhiker. As ever, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.